Uh, All right, go ahead, you hog. All right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the S3 Magazine podcast. That's Jonathan Woolley. I'm Mike Sanders, and we're going to fight in this one, uh, mostly because, well, Woolley's wrong, and that's what we're going to go about here. So today we're talking about the, the new Corvette E-Ray that debuted yesterday. So, Wooly, go ahead and make your, your terrible argument about why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, Wooly's not wrong. Wooly just doesn't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about an E-Ray. Um, one, maybe if you they just hate You just hate the name. That's true. I was just about to say, if they named it anything else, maybe I wouldn't be so mad straight out of the gate. But I've done, I've done a dumbass little TikTok on this. I think it's like on a YouTube short or something. Like, stop, stop saying E everything. Stop saying electrified. Stop putting E in a word that makes no damn sense together and calling something an what? E-ray. Like Corvette is making a hybrid. That's already sad enough. And then you got to call it an E-ray. What is an E-ray? It's not a thing, dear. Like a stingray, that is an animal. It swooshes through the ocean and it can sting you. And I guess it's badass and it's a name that's stuck. It's a Corvette stingray. I'm not gonna question that. Yeah, but like, Mustang Mach 1. Like nobody questions that. Mach 1 is a speed. It is a real thing. Mach-E is fucking nothing. It's not a word. It's Mach-E. That's like what you call when, when Gillette calls their razor blade a turbo, like, it's not. Stop using E. Stop using electrified. It's not electrified. It's fucking electric. It is. It, it, it's irritating. It's the dumbest shit. This is not a good look now, as our buddy from APR, Conan, says. And it's not going to be a good look in 10 years when all this EV bullshit even if, if it fades out, it's not going to be a good look. If it becomes mainstream, we're still going to look back and laugh at that dumb shit that they tried to pull in the PR department to make us get excited about EVs. Put seemingly excited na exciting names on dumb cars, and that's that's the whole. Anyway, um, who cares about a freaking hybrid Corvette? I, I'm not surprised. I'm not mad at it. I just don't care. They're just slowly, it's like they're neutering the Corvette in slow freaking motion and they're doing it live on the internet so that we all have to watch this so that we just die a death by a thousand cuts. So when they ultimately turn the Corvette into an electric crossover, we're not shocked because we saw it coming. Anyway, why do you like the car? Well, you make a lot of really good points there. I do hate the name. I do hate what it is alluding to as the future. But mm. I like the fact that they're finally doing what a lot of manufacturers used to use their showstopper, their race car platforms for back in the day. And that is for R&D for testing out new ideas, new designs, new tech to see how it works on and off the racetrack. I like what they're doing there. As Willie said, this is the first 
hybrid all-wheel drive Corvette, which is definitely not what your traditional Corvette enthusiasts are going to like, but maybe there's something there. I mean, I don't know how much you guys have read about this, and I've only read about it a little bit, but I like the fact that they're kind of taking a different look on the whole hybrid thing. Normally, the hybrid part of it is there to make sure that the car is really slow and gets better gas mileage, even though the whole time your your gas motor is basically doing twice the work because it's powering the car, all the crap that's in the car, and recharging that damn battery all at the same time. But the Corvette more they're not so much using it for that they're they're using that to basically power the front wheels to make sure that you're getting maximum traction shooting out of the hole coming out of corners stuff like that so that it kind of makes it a track monster so that you can get out there and have a hell of a lot of fun um i was reading about it from the guy who is apparently mr corvette and oversees all the designs and has you know veto authority on all this kind of stuff he is the corvette guy I think he's, I don't remember his name, but he's been on since like the C5, but he was, he was saying some stuff that was, to be honest, as I was reading it, it was hard to believe about that battery. First of all, the battery only weighs like 80 to hundred pounds. It's really, really small. And it sits basically right up under the seats and it only powers the front two wheels. I think it puts down roughly 160 horsepower to those front two wheels. But, um, the thing that was so amazing to me, and I kind of like, like I said, it was hard to believe. I kind of want to call bullshit on it, but apparently its whole idea is it wants to dump all the power immediately. And then as soon as you do any type of letting off the throttle, hitting the brakes, any type of regenerative braking, it just completely refills the battery like instantaneously. Because if, as you guys will see, it's not a plug-in hybrid. There's no plug anywhere on it. And they asked him, hey, why is there no plug here? That would make it so much easier. And he said, to be honest, if you get home after a long day of work, you get home, you plug the thing in, you go inside, take your shoes off, and it's charged, apparently. And, and that's the part that I, I think is really, really cool about it. It's new tech. It's new ideas. They're taking a, a new stance at what it's going to take, what hybrids are going to look like in the future. And this seems like it's actually going to be like the first fun hybrid ever really made. No, because they've been making hybrid supercars. Uh, the NSX yeah. was a hybrid all-wheel drive paddle shifty. They made an NSX. That's what they did. They took the Corvette, they put the engine in the back and made it a hybrid. Like, it's not... You're right. It's not yeah. new. The battery is a little over 100 pounds, but that's just the battery. That's not the all-wheel drive system counting the electric motor and all that shit that is going to weigh your car down and destroy your tires. It's, it's just the battery. Now, it is interesting. I like the way that GM is thinking with a battery that's essentially a hot potato. It just takes it and gives it, you know, and then takes it and gives it. And so... It, it, it's not big because it doesn't have to store power. Doesn't It's not a battery that stores power. So don't think of it like that. It just kind of takes it and then flows it over here. Um, that's cool. Again, I don't hate the car. It's just, I think the only reason it kind of made news is one, because they put the Corvette, you know, it's a Corvette. And two, it's been a slow news month in the automotive world. And so everybody, all the Jalopniks of the world and everybody else, jumped on this because everybody's like, oh, thank God, something mm -hmm. happened. Um, 
the Corvette is a car for old geezers. And now they've made it a car for even older geezers. You said that it's a track monster. No, the hell it ain't. They say that it can be, uh, you know, that it can hold its own on a track and be very fast. That's great. But <clears throat> what, all right, so what GM said, and they said it much more eloquently than I'm about to say it, is basically there was a void in the market. Now, I'm going to translate what they said, so just trust me here. And I'm going to use the language that they can't say, but I was reading between the lines. Old men like to go out and buy new Corvettes. And they want to buy, because they have a lot of money, the most expensive Corvette that they can buy. They literally walk in there, you know, nice and slow, and say, is there anything more expensive that I can add to this Corvette? And before, that led them into like a ZR1 or a Z06 or something that literally would vaporize them. And not only that, it's uncomfortable. It rides like a race car. It's, it, you know, it's a race car. It's a freaking race car. So what GM realized is, hey, the market for this is old geezers with a lot of money. So let's take their money, all of it that they want to give us, but let's give them something that like they won't kill them. Something that's going to be more comfortable for them. And so they made it all wheel drive. So it's going to stay between the ditches. It's fast as shit. So it's going to, it's going to give them the blistering acceleration that they want from their Corvette. You know, it's going to knock their socks off. It's going to give their old buddies a heart attack when they get in and all that. Um, and then, you know, it's got the amenities. It's not a stripped down race version of a car. So in a way, it kind of fills a market. Although, remind me, because I'll get to that later. Like, who exactly is this car for? Because I don't, I'm not really sure. I also get like Audi vibes. I get GTR vibes. I get, it's like, this thing's going to be a straight line missile, but is it going to be tunable? What, what's the deal going to, it's, it's, it's another straight line missile automatic car. Great. <clears throat> Damn it. I feel like I just said this. They've managed to increase the performance while reducing the sport. And I'm freaking tired of that formula. I'm tired of cars getting faster while getting less sporty and less feeling. You know what I mean? Like ah, that it's just, it, it, it's, it's annoying. So I don't know. I mean, if, if I want to try and meet you in the middle and it is cool that GM is, is not, you know, doing what they did with the Hummer and making a 9,000 pound EV with a 3,000 pound battery. Um, At so least it still has a V8 in it. Still got a V8. It makes a total of like 655 horsepower, 160, like you said, to the front wheels. And then the V8 powers the back wheels. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. I could see this being kind of awesome if we want to be optimistic and open-minded in something like a hot hatch. You know what I mean? Something like, say, my little Fiesta, for example, if it was made by GM, you know, that had a little, you know, radical turbocharged motor, but then, you know, like powered the front wheels when you were in a turn or something, so you didn't get the, mm. you know, the tire spinning thing. Um, I could see that being cool. I like the direction. I don't like the direction they're taking the Corvette. I, 
it makes me wonder, <clears throat> like, they, they seem to be out of touch, right? Like, I think last year they sold like 35,000 Corvettes. It's not a lot. The C8 has been out for like three to four years. Let's be generous and say three, because I know that was a big reveal, a big to-do at the 24 hours of Daytona in 2020, right before COVID hit. Um, the C8 was running, you know, 24 hours. The GM, Chevy, Corvette, whatever, had a big, a big display. So that's kind of when I feel like the car really dropped three years ago. But now it's three years later. Chevy promised a sub $60,000 price point for the base model Corvette. They fucking lied. Like, they're over six figures. I think ZR or Z06s were going for like 250 grand with the markups. You still can't find them three years later. Like, a Corvette. Any other model of Corvette, take a C6. By the time the C6 had been out for three years, they were everywhere. Like, you could... They were all over the streets. You could go into a dealership and pick your color. You know what I mean? Like, they're everywhere. <laughs> so I think that Corvette, it's weird because you would think a mid-engine Corvette would be pretty sweet. And it is pretty sweet. But I think the traditional Corvette owner wants a freaking ground pounder, dude. They want a front-engine car, rear-wheel drive. No freaking hybrids. That's not the, that is not the demographic. Like you know, like they're not into it. Um, you know, Corvette made a mid-engine Corvette, and people were receptive to that. But then they took the manual transmission away. It's like, dang man, like you guys are making the car more and more irrelevant. And then they come out with a freaking E-Ray. You know, and they put. But it's it's. But it's, it's because not, they, we talk, we talked about this with Tesla just a little while ago. It's because. They know their audience, and as much as I would like to say Corvettes are built for me and you, they're not, man. They they're made for old white-haired men who don't want to work a clutch in a, in a manual transmission anymore, you know? But how many old, rich, white guys want a hybrid Corvette? The old, rich, white guys that want a Corvette don't want a hybrid, and the ones that want a hybrid <laughs> are buying Porsches or freaking Audis or, you know what I mean? Like McLarens or what, you know, the, the, basically the European stuff with all the innovation, you know what I mean? The guys that are buying the vet, they're buying nostalgia. They want the brand, the Corvette America sports car. America sports car is not a hybrid. Like, I, and that's, that's what I wonder. Who is this car for? Does GM think that there is a young, rich, customer out there that is a car enthusiast but doesn't want a z06 that wants a hybrid corvette like i feel like the who is it for who is it for who does number two work for like this car like who is gonna buy it the people that like the technology overall don't give a shit about corvettes and people that like corvettes want a raw damn sports car you know an american kind of Sloppy wants to kill you, freaking overpowered rear wheel drive sports car. Yeah. I don't have an answer to your question, but I'll tell you this we're going to find out here in the next couple of years. Yeah, right. Because there's going to be $100,000 markups on them for six years. Um, yeah. Nick Swan, our buddy Nick Swan, a lot of you guys might know him. He had a, he had a pretty good point on my uh, social media, on my Facebook today. He was saying, I don't think he was aware yet. I'm not sure that 
Corvette is actually becoming its own brand. That's real. They are making an EV crossover Corvette. That's real. They're going to make an EV sedan Corvette. That's real. And he mentioned today, he was like, you know, I really feel like Corvette should be their own brand. I was like, well, it is. And he was like, well, what I mean is like, he's like, I think that the mid-engine Corvette is badass, but not at the at the depth of the front engine rear-wheel drive big displacement Corvette. He's like, I feel like it should almost be like the Corvette or the Corvette MR, you know what I mean? Or something mm. like that <laughs> and do their own brand like that. And then you could have the Corvette, call it anything else. Don't call it an E-Ray. And, and the hybrid is also bad. Like it is so ingrained in people's heads. When we hear hybrid, we think Prius. Yes. Nothing against the Prius, but it doesn't make your pants tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's so... I think I, myself included, I have a hard time when I hear hybrid. I'm just like, nah. <coughs> but hang on a second. Have you had Starburst little powder that you put in water? It's no, amazing. No. It tastes like a red Starburst. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's why you're coughing so much. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to make a freaking point too, and I forgot it. Anyway, fill me in. What were you going to say? I'll think about it in a second. I don't know. My my mind mind shifted gears. I was about to start making fun of you for drinking candy. Um, I don't know, man. You know what? You have a convincing argument, sir. You convinced me. It's trash. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I, I do think that some of the traditional older Corvette guys will come over to it simply because it's a good looking car and it still has the V8. I think they'll still look at it as having the heart and soul of what they want, even though it's not a hundred percent what they want anymore. I, I do think these things will sell. And I got a lot of enthusiast buddies that are, are pretty optimistic about it and, and are excited about it and think it's going to be awesome. I am not that guy. I, you know, the more that I, I the more that I see enthusiast friends start to accept it, the angrier I get and the more I reject it because it's freaking working. They are slowly but surely making people forget what an actual sports car that, you know, you drove it. It didn't drive you. People don't even know what that is anymore to the point where they're <coughs> accepting this shit. And as like a car enthusiast, I can admit that it's a good car and there's a lot of innovation there. And that is, that's cool in its own right. But like, as a car enthusiast, as a tuner guy, as somebody that thinks that they're going to keep every car for the rest of their life, I cannot get down with this stuff. Like, I yeah, I, but I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, and I would like to be drinking from the same glass there, but like, it's not that's not reality, man. It's been years since they've anybody's made what you're talking about, like the days of. Dodge making a Viper that has no driver assist and is literally trying to murder you in every turn like that. Those days are gone, man. Yeah, but, they they don't trust drivers enough to make that stuff anymore. But we've gone too far. There is no way. Look, old guys buy Z06s and Corvettes and shit so that we can buy them a second or third or fourth owner when they actually get affordable. And I love the fact that old guys get them because they don't put a lot of mileage on them, they don't drive them hard, and they keep them in their garage. And they keep them perfectly preserved for all of us to buy them, 
you know, 10 years later with only 30,000 miles on them or whatever. I'm not buying this ever, ever. Like there, even if the car was $15,000, I want nothing to do with having to maintain. I work on my own cars. I'm not going to take a car into a shop. I don't think I'm ever going to do that. Like, I think at this point, I'm setting my ways. I'm freaking 43 years old. I'm not taking a car to a dealership for basic maintenance. God forbid if I want to mod the thing. And so if a car requires that, I don't buy that car. There's a reason I don't have an Audi because I'm not, you know, there's a reason I don't have a new Porsche and it's money. But aside from that, it's the fact that you got to, <laughs> pull the whole damn engine out to change a spark plug. It's stupid. It's gotten so stupid. And now you have, you know, a V8 mid-engine. Okay, I'm cool with that. But then it's like, no, that's not all. We got an electric battery that's going to shit the bed. We've got an electric motor. We've got a front drive train. we got a rear drive train. The two are communicating. The battery can be charged by the engine or it can be charged by the brakes. Like, that's a freaking nightmare, dude. These cars are... It used to be that... As a Corvette aged, it almost got better. Like for a while, it would be like the one nobody wanted. It hit the bottom of the depreciation curve. But an old Corvette now is iconic. The things that would generally make it obsolete actually make it endearing. These cars are going to be obsolete. They're going to be absolutely obsolete because they're going to age like a tr like electronics. Like, what do you see me digging through an old closet to try and dig out a? disc man and fix it and make it work no you just move on because the shit is not worth fixing so what's yeah, gonna happen I mean, in these cars what's the resale i mean well, who's gonna buy them who's gonna you know what i mean like how are these cars gonna age i, I just don't yeah. think that the enthusiasts are ever gonna pick up on this they're gonna get the z06s or the regular vets yeah sad, sadly what you're talking about there is is true i I have a theory that all these EVs and hybrids are going to kind of age like milk. Uh, it's just going to be all bad news. That being said, let's face it, man. As true car enthusiasts, the Corvette was at its peak with the C5 Z06 and then all of the C6. I feel like the C7 was just the first step in the direction of this, just with the styling and kind of the way that they did everything with it. I wasn't yeah. a big fan of this for some reason. It I'm not either right now, but history will prove that wrong you know what i mean history like yes i don't think you can beat like a c6 z06 as far as a modern iconic corvette the c7 mm -hmm. they they went global with it they tried to make it they, they straight right like it wasn't like this is a corvette mm -hmm. and all we know is corvettes and we built fucking corvettes and we're not looking over our shoulders at all we're just building the corvette the c7 they're like mm -hmm. let's try and do what you know, Europe's doing. Let's try and do some of what Japan's doing. And they lost it. But the car is still pinnacle. The car itself yeah. is still completely badass. Even a C8 yeah. is completely badass, minus the manual transmission, and it strayed even further. Now, it is still cool, but it's not a legendary Corvette. Yeah, yet. I agree. Yeah, maybe it will be. Maybe this will just be a blip in the, you know, in the radar, but I don't think so, man, because they keep doubling down, you know, like this, this hybrid thing, and then they're going to do a full EV thing, and that's already going to make the hybrid obsolete. It's just, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the market for this. Who is going to buy this car?
Is it somebody that buys a GTR and does half mile racing? Is it, is it a grandpa that just, you know, wants all of the power, but with the certainty of all wheel drive, I, I just don't really know who it's going to appeal to. Is it just a novelty? At the end of the day, does, does Chevy even care if it sells? Is it more of a, you know, whatever, middle ground car to warm people up to the idea that this is where it's going? Is it a display of their innovation and what they can do? So really, it, doesn't, it can be a, a, a fringe seller over there on the outskirts. Yeah. And that's probably is what I don't it know. It's a, it's kind of a, it's a PR move. It's a, it's marketing. It's, it's a way to get on the news feed. But like, is there really a buyer for it? We're gonna find out. Time will absolutely tell. Yeah. Will it take over the regular Corvette? Will everybody say this thing's way better? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. <clears throat> okay. We'll find out. Um, all right. Well, you know, I guess that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Well, guys, if you made it this far, thank you for listening to Wooly's rant. Uh, he didn't really let me get much in there, so I'm sorry you didn't get to listen to me talk more. I hurt my feelings too. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. Wooly, you suck. Uh, if you guys like what we say, the way that we say it, the cars that we feature, the stuff that we do, please check out the S3 Magazine app. Go on your app store, either uh, Apple or, of course, Android, and just type in S3 Magazine. It'll pop up. Download it. You'll love it. Thank you very much.